Making the right financial decisions takes time, skill, and effort. The Savvy Brokers Club podcast delivers strategies from today's thought leaders that help you build and maintain your financial freedom. How you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce. Welcome to the Savvy Brokers Club podcast. Today, I'm joined by insurance agent Sterling Jackson. Sterling, thank you for being here. Hey, no, thank you for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure. Born in Chicago, but grew up in Florida. Uh, went to school down there, and then uh, after some time, you decided Chicago was home, right? Hey, yeah, I was happy to come back. You know, everybody was looking at me crazy, like, you're leaving the nice warm weather of Florida. I'm like, yeah, but hey, I was born here. My family's here, so. Yeah, so all, all your family, uh, like extended family? On my mom's side, yeah. So the majority of them all here are in Chicago or in the area, and then my dad's side of family's in Ohio, so, hey, we're Midwest. Yeah, nice, nice. So obviously we're talking insurance, um, you know, as far as your, your, your career and your business, but uh, you're not new to this, right? You kind of grew up uh, in the family? Uh, yeah, so my uh, my parents were insurance agents uh, with Allstate. Uh, wow, full circle. <laughs> yeah, so, I, you know, second generation, so to speak. So I know I always get uh, everybody's like, oh, you're doing what your parents did. I'm like, yeah, I am following the footsteps. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> family business, family trade. What was it about it that, uh, that drew you? What did you see in your parents that, um, you know, motivated you to, to go in that direction? Well, you know, you know, it's, you know, most people you see, you know, their parents maybe have a nine to five or something like that. But it was always interesting to grow up in a home full of entrepreneurs yeah. and people who, you know, they, you know, lay their own foundation for themselves. So. I just kind of, you know, took that following. You know, that was something that's always been an interest to me, being, you know, my own, you know, boss and starting my own businesses. And when I had the opportunity to do so with the business I'm doing now, you know, hey, I jumped at the chance. What would your parents say about it? Well, they were happy. You know, they've been they've been trying to get me to do it since I was like oh. 14 years old. And I kept telling them, I was like, no, no, I got to go to college. I got to I gotta find myself. You know, I got to, you know, see what I want to do. But then when it came to it, I was like, all right, it's time to be an insurance agent. Nice, nice. <laughs> And uh, school treated you well, huh? You met your, the love of your life there, too. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, actually, I'd love to hear that. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah we, we met the first day. So everything's been great. Um, yeah, we actually met first day, first class. Wow. So Hurricanes, right? Yeah. yeah hey, the, the U. The U. <laughs> <laughs> how, how was the team when you guys were there? Hey, we were uh, good. You know, yeah, I only played the, the one year when I was there. But I will say awesome. we, were, we still went to a bowl game that year. You know, we're trying to rebound and we're going to. Right to ship, I, I believe. <laughs> so you actually get to play in a bowl game? Yeah, well, play, you mean by play, do you mean stand? Yeah, yeah. I, stood, I stood there, you know, standing tall, you know, real proud. But yeah, hey, we man, did. That's amazing. <laughs> How many people can say they did that, though? Hey, that's true. You know, I, I, I don't regret anything about it. It was a great time, a great experience. You know, it helped me the rest of my undergrad experience. You know, I, but no, I, I love it. You know, football took me so far in life. And I always tell people, hey, you got you to gotta play. You got to enjoy it. You got to take every opportunity you get. So That's awesome. That's awesome. And then you stayed in Florida for the remainder of your education, right? Going up to, up north to Jacksonville and getting your master's there? I did. So I got my, uh, my master's. Or MBA, at, right? Oh, yeah. I got my, yeah, my MBA, University of North Florida, another great school. They're known for being, you know, a nice, small, niche school. You know, they're, I'm real proud of them. You know, they're one of the best value college you can go to in America. So, you oh, know, wow. yeah. So I, I, I love North Florida. I love UM. I, I don't pick sides, but you know, <laughs> both both times got a special uh, space. You know, Absolutely. in my heart. So at that point, did you already know insurance was was in the cards, or was still kind of figuring things out? Uh, yeah. So when I had was getting my MBA, I was also a graduate assistant, so they were paying for my tuition, but. While not only being a graduate assistant and getting my MBA all at the same time, I was also working with Northwestern Mutual. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> so you know, I had my plate full while I was getting my MBA. But you know, I love Northwestern. They were a great company. Still are a great company. You know, I always tell people I didn't leave 
because I didn't like the company or I didn't believe in what we were doing. I just left because, you know, my parents were all state and I knew that it would be, uh, you know, you know, you do what other your mentors are doing. So, you know, for sure. Uh, so I love Northwestern. So I was doing that there. So I already knew I was learning about life insurance. I was learning about how to, you know, be the best kind of insurance, you know, agent you can be on that standpoint. And then when I moved back, I, I essentially did almost like a leadership program with uh, another great agent on the South side, Barbara Brown. And she basically worked with her and learned to trade and learn how to be an agency owner. And I was there for about a year and, you know, she was great. Wow. Yeah, you've, you've been blessed with, uh, you know, great leadership around you. Oh, yes. Hey, I, I have a lot of great mentors, you know. Um, you know, there's no secret that, you know, people can say anything about success, but to be successful, you got to have great people around you. Absolutely. So what's that like with the dynamic with your parents as far as having just access to you know, people that obviously have your best interests at heart, right? Oh, no, they're great. You know, you got to, you know, you know, you got to be thankful for your parents. You know, they're not here forever. So you got to you got to cherish them. You got to use them as a resource. Now, obviously, you know, there's always a, a tug of war when there's when you're talking business. You know, it's always a different dynamic. And, you know, people joke about it. But, you know, when you work and talk to anybody who's uh, when you're in a business, you know, it's always going to be butting heads. You know, well, I used to do this. Well, now I do this. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, everybody's going to say my generation was better. But, you know, it's, it's nice. Uh, I think friendly banter. I don't, I don't think it's a problem. <laughs> now, do you find yourself being in terms of generationally just uh, a little bit younger than than a lot of other agents in the industry? Uh, yes, I, I do see that. I think when I went to or not think, but when I went to sales school, you know, I was laughing. I was the youngest agent there um, for my class when we went. And this is through Allstate or? or oh, yeah. Okay. So I went to Allstate sales school. So I was like the youngest one there there. Um, but, you know, I I it's no problem to me. It's just, hey, if you have a plan, if you have a, a dream, you know, you're going to go after it. And that's all that matters. Yeah. Where, where did this positive attitude come from? Because I got to ask, you know, <laughs> you just have this, this demeanor where I, I feel like if someone was going through something and just being around you, they'd probably calm down. Just just had this aura about you, right? Was that something that is just your personality as, as a kid or is that something you've developed professionally? Uh, no, I, I wouldn't say that. I would just say um, there was probably a time in my life, maybe when I first got to college, where I wasn't always positive. Maybe I was a little too much negative, I would really? say. And, you know, I just, you know, self-reflection where it's like, well, what does negativity bring? You know, yeah. does it bring happiness? It doesn't bring success. So, I think as I started to work more after I stopped playing and I started, you know, meeting other people in higher education and just meeting other people in general, I was just like, well, you know, most people are successful are positive. Yeah. And if you want to be successful, you got to be positive. So, you know, you're just emulating other people are successful. And then, you know, when you start taking on a positive mindset and attitude, it becomes infectious. And now obviously everybody has doubts and, you know, worries, but you know, you got to keep pushing through. You got to be positive. Of course, and it's, I mean that's everything, right? And that's the difference between failing and succeeding is just giving up and believing that it's possible, right? With that optimism. Yeah. Well, you know, my parents were big positive people growing up, and I always used to be so like I don't feel like annoyed <laughs> by the positivity. Like, oh my God, you know, they used to have this motto, where it's like we don't say if we say when. You know, it's not like it's not if we're going to hit these numbers. It's not if we're going to get A's. It's when. So. <laughs> I kind of took that mindset with me, I would say. And as far as cultivating your own, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, your parents, no matter who you are and what you choose as far as careers, are, are going to influence you in some way. But to be in this, I mean, to have these people as mentors professionally as well, where they're doing what you're, what you're now doing, what did you see as kind of like, okay, I need to establish 
you know, my, not only my business, but my own personal brand, you know, or, uh, or reflecting and saying, hey, you know, I really love what they've done, so I'm just going to try to be like that. What, what was it for you in, in terms of that process of identifying, you know, how you want to show up for your clients and, and how you want to be seen in that way? Well, you know, anytime we, uh, we, we, we meet with, you know, customers and, you know, we're just we're talking to them or even prospects, you know, I, I, I think the key is being transparent. You know, and I, I'm always transparent. And, you know, the first thing that's out of my mouth is I'm going to say things that you may like. I'm going to say things that you don't like. But it's an honest conversation. And you just got to be – it's not just about being positive when talking to a prospect or even a customer. It's just – it's about, you know, being focused on what their plans are. You know, if it's auto insurance, you know, do you want this, the peace of mind where even if you were in an F-fault accident, if you were being sued – that you would be covered in case of any litigation. You know, if is it, you know, you want life insurance to the point where you can pay for your kids to go to school. You know, it's just the positivity and the, and the fact that, you know, you got to not only be positive, but transparent. And, sure. you know, to me, it goes hand in hand. You know? For sure. And one of the things that you'd mentioned you know, before we got on the mics was how sales is just in everything we do, right? No matter what, whether personally, professionally, there's some component of that where, um, you know, you're trying to communicate something that, that you want, that you need, uh, and asking someone for that, right? How do you navigate that with kind of this personality that, that you have of, it's, you're just very genuine, you're very sincere, uh, but also, and I just found it very intriguing, the, the conversation we were having where you know it's necessary, it's that component. How do you, how do you blend those two to be as authentic as you can be? Well, I, I think the first step is, is where are you marketing to? You got to market to individuals that will see, you know, your mindset, you know, um, you got to talk to individuals who, you know, understand the value of the product. So if you, if you understand the value of the product, that's the first hurdle, you know, anytime you want to sell anything, people are always going to say, why do I need it? You know, I I don't, I don't need a, you know, a new TV. I don't need a new car. So the first hurdle is you got to talk to somebody who sees the value. So once you get over that hurdle and you market to the right individuals, you know, then it's just going on, well, it's about the price, you know, then you ask them, what, is, what, are, what are you seeking here? Are you looking for something that, you know, a reliable company that you can trust and know they're going to pay out and be in your corner? Or are you looking for something to save a couple of dollars? And, you know, those are the kind of things you got to do. You got to build that report. Yeah. And, you know, that's the key to me. So, you know, obviously, you know, it's my job to sell. You know, there's nothing to beat around the bush there. But it's at the same time, though, I can make a positive impact in a household. You know, I can make a difference. You know, I like to look at life insurance. It's not a sell. You know, you're you're almost changing generations. You know, you sell half a million million dollar policy, and somebody's God forbid dies. Well, that's changing their whole family. You know, I mean, you know that that can change. You know, create generational wealth. I mean, it. it you don't want anybody to die, and you don't want nobody to get hurt. But at the end of the day, there's a peace of mind knowing that you protected a family. You know, you made sure a kid's gonna go to college. You, you know, you did everything you could to you know protect somebody, and I, I feel good when when things like that happen. Obviously, you don't want people to get into accidents, but I have peace of mind knowing, well, oh, they have um, they have like a platinum plan, so their, their rates won't go up for an accident. Their you know their deductible is almost zero dollars because they have deductible awards. And I feel good about those things. You absolutely, know, I, absolutely, I sleep well at night knowing that. Yeah, and, and I can see why. You know, it's one of those things that we, we don't like to think about, right? But it's it ha- it's gonna happen. It's not a matter of if it's, it's a matter of what. Yeah, <laughs> There's that, that if when, right? Yeah, people uh, always say I'm not gonna die. I'm like, yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, hey, more power to right. Yeah, teach, teach me, me the secret. <laughs> exactly. I'll change business. You teach me how to do this. I'll you know I'll stop selling insurance. Yeah, show me. But so so when it comes to you know these relationships, I'm assuming that some of them, 
you know, evolve beyond just the, the professional realm, right? There, there's a lot of trust that's being exchanged oh, there, yeah. you know, headed your way. So, you know, I'd love to hear just how, how you navigate that too with uh, some of these people you meet. Like, yeah, this, we're going to be friends, right? Well, you know, I, I like to joke. I, I sent a couple of emails out to some of the, the customers saying, hey, hey, little, you know, family. Because, you know, I mean, when you're stuck in the office all day, you know, they are your family. Yeah. They're calling every day. They're, they're texting you on the office number. You know, yeah. they're, they're doing all these things. So, when all that happens, you know, hey, this is your family. It's your second family, your second friends. I mean, when you're when you're working, you know, long hours, you know, they're calling you. You know, you know, we uh, we like to do reviews, so we like to try to call everybody on their review. So you know, we're calling. They're like, hey, Sterling, you remember? I'm like, yeah, I remember. I remember you. It was your kid's birthday a couple of weeks ago, and they will send the letters out, and people love it. You know, it's just about building relationships. We did a uh, summer letter, a Chicago summer letter uh, newsletter. This summer, and we were sending it out, and we got such good feedback. You know, customers were emailing back talking about we love the newsletter. Really? Thank you for sharing. And I mean, I just thought those things like when you think of traditional insurance, I mean, some people just buy it like online or they just they buy it with an agent and they never hear from their agent, they never talk to their agent. I never wanted that. I, I always want to build a relationship, you know. Not only are you just getting insurance, but you're also getting a resource. You know, I want to tell you what's going on in the community. I want to let you know about maybe even. Uh, functions that are going on, you know, I just want to be involved as much as possible. Yeah, no, I mean, it makes sense. And obviously, you're marketing yourself in a way where you're being seen as, as a value add beyond just the insurance realm, right? You're, you're, oh, yeah. you're bringing that, adding that value. So, you know, I guess, is it something that where you find that kind of success in something? So, by sharing, having that newsletter, do, do ideas come on how to expand on that? Is it is it doing more of that? Like, you know, is it enough just to sell insurance that? You're having to do these things that add value. What does that look like next in terms of, you know, just continuing down that road of, of, of adding value? Well, I continue on to do a resource. I feel like, you know, the insurance agent role is evolving. You know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, all state agents were, were selling out a Sears store. And now we all oh, have. No way. Yeah. So now we have our own retail, you know, locations. And now we're expanding from there. So what will insurance really look like? So, you know, to me, I think the only way an insurance agent will continue to have value and continue to be, you know, a great, you know, resource or have value to customers is we got to be educators. Um, the majority of people, I think, I can't remember the exact stat, but the number of people who actually know anything about insurance is scary. If you ask somebody what, you know, what are their bodily injury limits, they'll just look <laughs> at you like, I don't even know what that means. Yeah, yeah. They don't understand how deductible works, you know, they don't understand. So for me, it's about being an educator. So. You know, we're doing these reviews. I'm trying to educate them. I try to explain to them, you know, you can have a lower comprehensive deductible for about a dollar difference. They're like, I never knew that. You know, nobody's ever told me that. Well, that's what I'm here for. Yeah. I'm trying to provide this, you know, a, a resource. So I think one of the best way to add value is to one, you got to be there. You know, you got to do what you, you're going to, what you promise somebody. You got to be an educator and you got to, you got to, you know, go to the next step. You know, it's, it's nothing. Anybody can just sell somebody a policy. But it takes somebody, you know, it takes a lot more effort to to be there to actually care. You know, I always like to say I care. You know, I actually genuinely care. You know, when they call and they say a pipe burst in their home and their house is flooded, I care. You know, we when they had the, the tornadoes out there near Naperville, yeah. you know, we, <laughs> we pulled up every zip code we had in that area and we just called everybody. And we just called them up and said, Are you okay? And we don't know if they actually were affected by a tornado or not, but it's just about calling, you know. I mean, how many other people are just calling to make sure they're all right? And, you know, you just got to go extra effort. Hey, man, I love that. And you're right, though. And I've come into more of, a, of an understanding that, you know, we never can do anything that isn't who we are, right? So it's just 
it's not going to be an idea. It's not going to be a thought that that compels us to do that. And obviously, the fact that you say you care, it reflects in how you show up for people, right? What kind of culture are you trying to cultivate? And 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 and, and I guess within the office, right? Being active, that you are this um, agency owner. What what does that look like for you in terms of cultivating a culture uh, that's that resonates with that? I, I think it's the same kind of emotion that you see from, or, you know, attitude you see from now. It's just laid back. You know, hey, we're all here for the same reason. We're just trying to be successful. That's all we want. I mean, nobody needs a, a drill sergeant behind them. Nobody needs somebody, uh, you know, standing over their shoulder, micromanaging. Nobody wants that. You know, everybody just wants to be successful. And I think, you know, if you bring in the individuals that have the same vision as you, of wanting to be successful, then I think everything will work out. And that's what we've been, you know, trying to do, you know, just build a team of people who want to be successful and they see the value in the product. Because, you know, another thing is it's hard to sell something you don't believe in. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, and that's why I always tell people, I, I, you know, whatever the ups and downs with insurance, I, I love it. And, you know, I believe in the value of it, not just property and casualty, life insurance as well. So as long as you recruit and bring in individuals who see the same value as you, then everything's going to be fine. I think, that, you know, that's one of the first steps in terms of cultivating the right kind of kosher, you know. For sure, for sure. And, you know, one of the things, obviously, is you mentioned a couple of times that educating is, is, is such an important part of that and, and the conversations you have where um, it's frightening to you that people don't understand some of these terms that, that they need to know, right? What is, how does that conversation usually go where, you know, people don't, understand anything about it where now you're bringing that level of education right what kind of dynamic changes beyond just i mean i'm sure it has to bring something to light beyond just hey I'm, i have insurance but you know just financially that their picture changes now that they start to understand some of these things that you know they they have or don't have you're 100 right so uh, normally what i like to do is you know for instance if i was quoting you i would prefer if you either read off to me what your current coverages are or give me your, your policy. And then let's say you give me your policy. So then I look at it and then when I do my quote, I match up the quote to the T and then I make my recommendations. And then I, I just go through your whole policy from the top down. If you have state minimums, which are like 25, 50, 20, I tell you, these are the state minimums. And you only have 20,000 in property damage. You know, if you hit a business, you think $20,000 is gonna repair that business. Like why don't mm -hmm. you have 100,000, 200,000? Mm -hmm. So, you know, I always start there. You know, I just start breaking down. I start giving them scenarios, real scenarios, not not crazy scenarios, not scare taxes, just real scenarios. And then I show them not only can we give you better coverage, but we can also give you, um, you know, the same better coverage, but at this at a lower right uh, price, too. So then they get real excited when you say that. Now, I understand, you know, you got to it's going to be, you know, the people who just care about the price. You can explain to them all day that, you know, if you have a, at another company a, a $10,000 deductible or $5,000 deductible, how you ask them, can you afford? You know, I always ask that. That's my favorite question when we do home insurance. I say, can you afford that current $5,000 deductible you have? And they'll say no. <laughs> and you say, okay, okay. So then I give you a $1,000 deductible. And I say, well, you know, we're saving you money on the auto, but the home is a little bit more. But it's not really more. It's just more because you have a $1,000 deductible now, 5000 before. And they'll look at me and say, well, eh, I want to save money. So let's put it back at 5000 and then I look at them, but you just said to me you couldn't afford that. But they said, but I can't afford the increase either. So then to me, that's kind of like a scary conversation sometimes. And, and those are kind of, you know, conversations you want to avoid because, yeah. you know, you try to educate them, <clears throat> let them know, you know, there's a lot of money involved here and saving 2 $3 a month is not always worth it. 
Well, one of, uh, one of the questions I heard someone ask Gary V. Not that I'm a, I don't follow anybody <laughs> like that. I mean, I just it, it, nothing wrong, Gary. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. We 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 share just some quit things your job, in college, right? Just quit your job, find your, follow yeah. your dreams. <laughs> well, I love this thing of just post content. Like it doesn't matter what it is, just post it. And it's like, yeah, I don't agree with that, but whatever. <laughs> Neither here nor there. But one of the things he was asked was, do you think uh, uh, you failed school or school failed you? Right? Mm. And he's like, no, 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 school failed me. And as I'm hearing this, I'm, it reminds me of that just because it seems like the school system has failed at an opportunity to teach you know us me you know and everybody before and after kind of thing that finances weren't a part of that no one was taught about buying a house about you know opening a checking account about insurance about what you need and so you know it sounds like you're getting that first conversation that that should have been had you know in school what do you think as far as a society that it's not just your job right it's not your job to educate people on the products that you want them to use uh not that it's not important to you to get that business but it's important for people to understand that for their, for themselves beyond what you're selling. It's just this is what's out there. Here's how I protect myself. Here's how I, uh, you know, what needs what do you think needs to happen? I know it's kind of a big loaded question, but you know, just in terms of being able to introduce that at a younger age. Well, you know, we we've always been in a society in a time where people are just you know they're they refuse to make the effort to learn. I feel like and and they refuse to make it because there's so many distractions we have. And so little time, a free time, and as as you know yourself, when when you've worked all day or eight hours, nine hours, and then if you have kids on top of that, or even a dog, you know, asking somebody to take thirty to forty five minutes to learn or be responsible for financial literacy is hard. You're asking a lot, and you know that's the difference between somebody who creates financial freedom and somebody who doesn't. You know, somebody who takes that sacrifice or wakes up the extra hour early or stay up an extra hour late, you know, to do it. But, you know, going off the other kind, like you said, you know, the school system has not done enough to teach. Um, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a board member of a nonprofit called Life Directions, and I also volunteer with them. And uh, That's awesome, by the way. No, thank you. But I, um, I, we went, to, or I went to go speak to um, the students at Bowen High School, and we were talking about uh, financial literacy. And I was explaining to them about credit scores and the power of credit scores, how even your insurance it's based on credit scores. Everything you can't do anything without a credit score. You can't buy a car. You can't buy a house. I mean, you you can't do anything. And you know, we're talking about it, and they and they told me that was the first time. Some of these were juniors and seniors. It was the first time they ever heard about credit scores. And I was like, "You've never heard about a credit score before?" And he said, "No." Wow. And then they were asking me questions like, "What do you mean I need credit to buy a car?" I said, "You you need credit." <laughs> and they were they were making you know they were looking at like, "What do you what do you mean?" I'm like, "Well, you you need these things," and you know and it needs to start younger, you know. It's it's almost too late to tell, you know, if you're talking to people 28, 32 about yeah, financial yeah. literacy, you obviously can teach anybody, you know. Uh, you know, an old dog can learn new tricks. But um, you got to start, like, in high school, like you're saying. Like, the school system needs to do a better job. You know, I would say in Miami they did offer classes similar to teaching about that. But, again, I feel like they should start in high school. I shouldn't have to go to college to learn about um, how to budget and how to financial plan. You know, it's almost like we're keeping people, you know, willfully ignorant. So, I mean, I, I agree. And it, it is scary. Just the fact that <clears throat> these juniors and seniors are sometimes months away from being an adult and having the power to put their name on something. The next thing you know, there's credit screwed up. Right. Yeah. So for those that are listening, if you know, what's the best approach if, if they're totally in the dark about some of these things and insurance and some of these products that are out there? Um, you know, where can they start? How can they look? How, you know, is it contacting you? Is it looking at a place? You know, 
Well, I will say, you know, it got to start in the household. Everything needs to start in the household. So if the parents do know about it, they need to start having a conversation with their kids uh, young. You know, it's almost kind of like the rich dad, poor dad kind of mentality. Yeah. <laughs> where it's like, if you're not teaching your kids about how to manage money, if you're not teaching your kids about credit in the household, then why would you expect a stranger to do so? You know, there's so many people in this world want to take advantage of people and they want to take your money and they'll do anything they can. And if you let your kids go out there, you know, ignorant on money and how to handle money, they're going to retire or be down the road regretting a lot of things in life. You know, like most people, you know, a lot of people, um, now obviously you can reach out to any insurance agent or financial planner and have them plan it, but planning it isn't learning it. And, you know, you got to, you just gotta make a sacrifice and learn. You know, you just gotta you gotta take the time to learn. Is once you learn it, like anything, once you learn it one time, you you know it. So, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So, what's the big dream, the vision for your career, the agency, the business? You know, what what's on the horizon? Well, hey, we just want to keep being successful. We want to, you know, be the best. You know, uh, kind of keeping like a sports mentality with it. Nobody wakes up and says, ah, I I just want to be third string or I, I want to be second string. You know, I want to be the best. I mean, are we the best right now? No. But do I want to be, and are we going to work towards that every day? Awesome. Love it. Well, if you're out there listening and, uh, you know, you're interested in insurance products or just to have a great conversation with a great guy, I'd encourage you to reach out to Sterling directly. You can do so uh, by filling out the form below. He'll get that uh, direct in his email. So, you know, you have that contact. But, Sterling, it's been a pleasure and honor to, to get to know you, both uh, personally professionally. You know, thank you for having me. It's been a great time. You know, this is a, a great podcast to be a part of, and I'm, I'm excited for you having me here today. Mm-hmm.